Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bird Show. Is it bad form to snack on an item, a food item that you're going to buy at the grocery store? Yes. Yes. Bad form? Yes. Now, I mean, if it's like, I I think we're going to play this clip and they even use this as the example. If it's like a banana or if it's like a grape where you're paying for by the pound, that seems inappropriate to me. Because you're stealing. (laughs) Yeah, because you're stealing. You can't wait at the end because it's in your belly. But what if you're like, I don't know, buying chips? You I've done that. T- technically, it's not yours till you buy it, right? Yeah, yeah, you haven't paid for it yet. All right, so that was the question one TikToker was asking the other day. She was checking out. I also opened this in store. I'm sorry, I was so hungry. Okay. And then the Hi. Today Show started discussing if it's appropriate or not. You're, you're buying grapes. Those are weighed by the pound, so you can't eat those ahead of time. But, you know, a package of sushi that you're going to pay for, a thing of Oreos, whatever you want, as long as you pay for it. Yeah. Do we want to live in a world where we go to the grocery store <laughs> and, and people are treating the grocery store aisles like it's some sort of buffet? 63% of Today.com readers said that they would never eat in the grocery store. So that's, that's well, free you know. yourself. Try it once yeah. and see how free I've done, I've done this. I've done it. Yeah, and I did it, um, I was actually at Target, and I had my two-year-old with me, and I forgot to bring a snack. So I went to his snack aisle, and I got some crackers, I opened the box, and I gave him some. <laughs> and then we paid for them when we left. This might make me a hypocrite, but that sounds like an emergency. You when can- you have a hungry two-year-old, but just, you're hungry, if you're an adult, you can wait until you pay for the product. Mm-mm. Uh, I, <laughs> I see the pro- I'm walking down the aisle. There's a protein bar there. All of a sudden, I'm like, I didn't think I was hungry, but I am. And then I just started eating it. The beginning of Aladdin is all about this. He took an apple and started eating it and then got chased by guards. That's how you know it's wrong. Kaylee. Yeah, so I had an ex-girlfriend the one time. Well, actually, it happened a few times. We would go into the grocery store, and she was craving pickle juice. So she went into the pickle aisle, opened up the pickles, no. and started drinking the uh-uh. juice Absolutely. out of the jar. Yeah. She she paid for the jar, though, right? Well, one time she pissed me off. I was like, I ain't paying for that. <laughs> well, so, well, yeah. What? <laughs> what? 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 Oh, she crazy. drank out of the jar and put it back on the shelf? Well, she made me mad. <laughs> that's not even a question. That's oh, actually nasty. illegal. Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. Get me, okay. <laughs> See, no, now you have those buttheads that were going through the mm-hmm. frozen food section, licking ice cream yep. and putting it back, and now you've just given the idea <laughs> yep. for these idiotic TikTokers to go into the pickle aisle and start chugging pickle juice and putting it back. There's, You're welcome. Spitting in iced tea, um, like the Arizona iced tea, big uh-huh. gallon buckets, too. They're opening them. Oh, no, no, no. no. What? He 
Oh. No, 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 no. Oh. Can we have nothing? No, we can't. We have no nice things because of idiots. All right, producer Rebecca here. Awkward congratulating something, somebody publicly on blank. Yeah, people just be saying anything on social media nowadays. They really do be. I love it, though. <laughs> I love it because I'm a big gossip, and I love to screenshot and send it to all my friends, which is why I have so many people on my Instagram that I have never unfollowed, and I should have probably like 10 years ago as soon as I left my high school. Case in point, this one girl who I'm going to call Chastity. So I have not unfollowed her because her life is just so intriguing to me. When I knew her, she was like this super popular, kind of like standoffy girl. And now she's like this super successful, crunchy Christian influencer with like a husband and just like a gaggle of children. Is there a market for crunchy Christian influencers? <laughs> it seems there is because Neat. her Instagram is popping. <laughs> and I just find that super fascinating. Like, God bless. I can't relate, but I love it. She's evolved. I think it's awesome. She's evolved into a new, a new person. Very that. But it's something that she posted recently <laughs> that had me kind of shook. And I want to see if you guys think that this is creepy <laughs> or cute. So I'm going to read an abridged version of what she wrote for her husband, Kyle. <clears throat> I wish everyone had the opportunity to know Kyle's heart like I do. He's an incredible man and father, and that is all due to the hard work that he has personally put into transforming himself and his life. Please allow me to brag for just a moment. There we go. In the past year, he has lost weight, read the Bible every morning, takes cold showers every day, stopped watching porn, and shot an 81 in golf. Wait, he stopped watching porn? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I love how those are two evil things. <laughs> 81 in golf, giving up on at least been a 75. superhuman. <laughs> so typically when you do a list like that, you kind of put most important to least important, right? So let's hear what she's most proud of in, in its order. Okay, so... Bullet point wise, lost weight, number one, okay. read the Bible every morning, number two, <laughs> takes cold showers every day. Well, that's because he's now not watching why. porn. <laughs> <laughs> and then naturally stopped watching porn yeah. and shot an 81 in golf. Okay. So it's fourth on the list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Made the top five. Yeah, it did. So it, people immediately kind of started calling her out in the comments because mm. I think that's kind of like an awkward thing to publicly congratulate your husband on. It seems very personal. <laughs> and I know people are strive to be authentic and genuine on social media. Others, they have like a facade. But that seems, if I was the significant other, I would be upset that you're outing my porn addiction on Instagram. <laughs> I'd be so, bad, so pissed. Yeah, I would be. So oh, man. You could have left that out. <laughs> you didn't have to put that one in there, man. So I know to the rest of the world, this is very jarring to see on social media. As somebody who comes from a very crunchy Christian background, this is not only normal, but almost encouraged. Really? So I was at a conference a couple of years ago where this woman was coming out and doing like a little preachy 
you know, they, they do their sermons and stuff. And she encouraged everybody. Again, we're sitting next to strangers. You're just like at this conference sitting next to rando number one and rando number two. And she says, turn to your neighbor and confess your deepest, darkest what? sin. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm be like, mm, I, I ate too much last night. Like I'm not about to just like divulge things that I've done. But the girl next to me turns to me and goes, you know, I've been addicted to porn for the last <laughs> year. And I was like, Chastity, I just met you. So it's one of those things where they want you to confess things publicly so you feel shame. And um, this is just reminding me of that. Did, it, did you feel after she volunteered that, that you had to come up with something equally bad? Yeah, I was like, I overate the night before too. And I'm a glutton. <laughs> That is so bizarre. Yeah, it's it it's a very weird culture that um, I come from. So <laughs> did you uh, publicly congratulate them as well, or do you have to congratulate them in order? How's that work? I, I think I, I, I'll send her a letter with my congratulations. <laughs> but her mom commented <gasps> on no. the Instagram. Oh. Yes. Come on. Her comment, wait. Kyle gave up porn? No, she didn't. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> Did she oh. comment back? Did she say, yeah? She replied, ha ha, smiley winky face. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, Chastity putting in the work. That's why he, that's why yes. he gave up porn. <laughs> Check back in a year. They will be divorced. <laughs> and he'll be watching porn a lot more. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Elton John is home after being hospitalized in France. Looks like we should have gotten him life alert because he took mm-hmm. a little spill at his home in the south of France. He's okay now, but he was reportedly treated for minor injuries at a facility near Monaco, which I know a hospital mm-hmm. can't be super fancy, but there's something kind of oh, yeah. swanky about, about thinking that you're going to go to a doctor in Monaco. Do you know what they call Monaco over in Monaco? What? Monaco. Monaco. Is that true? Really? Yes. Huh. Yes, it was so bizarre. Um, years ago, uh, before we got married, we took a trip to Europe with some friends, and we were in France, and we were close, and we were like, oh, let's pop over to Monaco. And our taxi driver, who drove like a bat out of hell around those cliffs, and I'm like, this is not going to end well. And he, yeah, he kept referring to it as Monaco. Really? Mm-hmm. All I know about that place is the richest country in the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's one of the smallest. It's like when you go to New York and it's like, oh, we're going to Houston Street. And then someone go from like across the street goes, it's Houston. Houston. <laughs> Abby, my friends, they got in the biggest fight over that. It was so ridiculous. It was our 30th birthday weekend in New York City. <laughs> and I will never forget the two of them. We were hungover going to brunch and she called it Houston. And we're like, no, it's Houston. And I'm talking about almost got out of the cab and started walking away. The fight was that intense. Wow. It is just not that serious. Ever. I didn't think so either, but she was so adamant. She's like, no, it's Houston. And we're like, no, it's Houston. And it, it, it like almost broke up the friend group. So the bottom line, get well, Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what well, we were talking about? <laughs> yeah, so back to Elton John. So if you see photos of him out and about limping, this is actually something he's reportedly been doing for like the last year, year due to another fall so we really do need to get him like a second life alert and it, that's what caused his world tour to be postponed because uh, he had to get surgery so he's hoping- 76 so i mean falls like that that's did yeah. it happen 76 that's your falling age no it's not your falling age i'm <laughs> saying but the, the older you get when you fall because your bones are more brittle there it's 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 scarier 
Nut. <laughs> Nothing. What? It's true. It is. It's it, what you say is common sense. <laughs> it's hundred percent. He needs to be walking. Like maybe we need to start bubble wrapping him or something. Yeah, we got it. He's a national. Well, he's a global treasure. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. We got to package him up in a little hazmat suit. Get him. Get him like some. I don't know. Something. Anyway, so okay. Something has gone terribly wrong. This entertainment bus. I think it was your story about Houston Street. <laughs> that one did it. I think that was it. What is going on right now? Okay, she wasn't on speaking terms with her boss, so he wrote himself into an episode. This is so juicy. So I don't know if you've ever watched One Tree Hill, but it's one of those TV shows that my generation has loved to rewatch as like it's gone on streaming services. So some of the stars from the series have this rewatch podcast called Drama Queens. And on the latest episode, one of the actresses in it, Hillary Burton, was detailing one of her worst days on set. She said, you know, I wasn't on speaking terms with one of our bosses. And so as a way to force an interaction, he ended up writing himself into a scene with her, which is so creepy. And in this scene, her character and his character had to hug. It's so <laughs> icky to me, this whole situation. She did talk about some some precautions she did to help kind of like ease the tension on set. She said at one point she asked her dad to come watch some of the scenes. And she said at one point, he and one of the sound mixers from the show stood outside this boss's office because I guess he had like a big window to the parking lot and they brought out a bunch of bull whips and just started doing tricks to try and intimidate him and lighten the mood. I don't know, but it, it sounds like a worst case scenario as an actress to have no control over that type of situation. Okay, did you know Katy Perry has been fighting a court case since 2009? So obviously celebrities, like your name is your brand. It's everything. But this situation just makes me feel so icky. It it feels like an abuse of your global power. So I guess there's this Australian woman named Katy Perry who has a brand, but it's not not musically related. She sells like clothing and other items. Is Katy spelled the same way? No, it's spelled differently too. And so back in 2009, Katy sent her a cease and desist and was like, you can't be selling this stuff anymore. You got to change your name. I'm Katy Perry. So she was selling her stuff before Katy Perry was Katy Perry. Back, She started her business in 2007, and I believe Katy Perry didn't get famous until like 08. Um, but so she got the cease and desist. They've been fighting this court case, and she, Katy Perry, the singer Katy Perry, recently lost in April. She just filed an appeal. She is not letting this one go. Mm-hmm. And of course, Australian Katy Perry is like, okay, well, f- this is my brand. I- I'm an Australian. I sell completely different things. This is my livelihood. I'm not. I'm not changing. And she's just shocked that it's gone on this long. You don't get to own the name. Right. I, I know it's ridiculous. That's so, her legal name. That's her legal name. <laughs> she's recently okay. changed it because I think she got married. But if you want to support the other Katy Perry, you can check her out at Katy with an I E Perry. Dot com dot au. Her fans bullied her into changing something on her album. I'll tell you about Ariana Grande's switch up on your next eBuzz on the Bird Show. The Bird Show always feels good to be right, doesn't it, Katie? Oh, it's glorious. Always feels good to be the one that did the digging and had the instinct, and you end up right. I love being an FBI agent. <laughs> that really is my do. I mean, you leave a digital footprint wherever you go now, mm-hmm. right? So if Anybody is just a little bit shady. If you know how to get through the proper channels, you're going to find the info you want. Exactly. And I love to do that. My friends, they come to me when they need to find someone. They're like, hey, Katie, can you find this person? Or my aunt, she'll send me a number. Like, hey, look up this number. Who does it belong to? And I'm Johnny on the spot with it. I got you. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So a friend of mine, she and her, well, ex, they were together for like... 
I want to say like probably six months, but they broke up because he moved. He's in the military. And so he moved all the way like across to the West Coast. And that's the reason why they broke up. There was no other bad blood or anything like that. And so occasionally when he would come in town, he would still kind of visit her and they would kind of hang out. Well, recently he hit her up and he's like, hey, I'm back in town, but I'm gonna be in town way longer. And I actually want to take you out on a date and try to like rekindle things. And she was excited about it. I was a little hesitant. I was like, mm, girl, I don't know if you should do this, but, you know, live your life. And so is she, he in town because he wants to rekindle things or is he in town because mm-hmm. he wants to rekindle things? You know <laughs> I mean, two things can be true. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. okay. But she's an adult, too. Right. Mm-hmm. She can make her own decisions. She has needs as well. Yeah, exactly. And she, you know, <laughs> it was interesting seeing him. She wanted to catch up. However, a friend of hers cause went to high school with him. And she was on his Facebook page. And my friend does not follow him on Facebook. And she saw a picture that he had of two girls. Now, he does already have a kid, uh, a daughter, but then saw the picture of like a baby. And it didn't have a caption or anything like that. And so she sent it to my friend and was like, hey, does this man have another kid? And she's like, no, there's no way. Like, he would have told me if he had another kid. Would he? And so we don't mm-hmm. know. So then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go do some digging. And because we didn't, we could have explained it off. We're like, maybe it's his niece or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I go to his Facebook page and I try to see it, but his page is private. But the pictures that are available are just of his daughter, the one that we know of. And that's it. So then I'm like, oh, that could have just been somebody else's kid that was in the picture (laughs) because nothing else says otherwise. His Instagram is the same. So I'm like, well, I think he's clean. (laughs) But that didn't sit right with. Mm -hmm. So a couple of days later, I was like, let me actually do a deep search beyond social media. So I Googled his whole government name. Oh, wow. my God. Okay. He's gone. That escalated blood, quickly. Find his blood type and everything. <laughs> everything I needed to know, right? So I pull it up, and nothing is popping up on the first page. And I'm like, Katie, you, 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 don't let it go. <laughs> I go to the fifth page of Google. What's that Who cliche? Goes to the fifth page? What, what's the cliche? You go knocking on the devil's door long enough, he going to answer. The devil's on the fifth page of Google. <laughs> 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 Look, something wasn't sitting right with my spirit, so I needed to go deeper than just the first page. And there it is. Him and his baby mama's registry for the baby they just had <gasps> a month ago. Five deep. Five wow. Google deep. Five How did that pages. man not even pop into your head to, like, search his name for baby registries? <laughs> I didn't. Even, I wasn't thinking about that. I don't know why. That didn't pop up until I saw the name in baby registry. Next and time. then it if, said... Now, this is, this is a lesson for everybody. If you think your man has a hidden child, um, check his name for a baby registry. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, if he does, it'll pop up with his baby mm. mama. And so it had the date of the baby shower. <laughs> yeah. Chess and the city. Checkers. Seriously, <laughs> man. Nothing good ever happens after midnight or after the fifth Google page search. <laughs> exactly. So on it, it had the date of the baby shower, yeah. which was a month ago. Uh-huh. And then it had the city, which is the city that he's currently visiting. That he's in town for? Shut up. He's not just in town by coincidence. He was in town for his child. (gasps) Oh, wow. All right. So you get this info. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, at this point, do you immediately run to your friend? Do you hold on to it? Immediately. Immediately. Immediately in the group chat. Girl, 
guess what I found? <laughs> you put this on blast in the group chat? Oh, yes. You didn't just like hit her up and be like, I found a baby registry no. for a baby he just no. had in this city? No, all the girls need to know The this. girls need to know. The girls need to know. Screenshots of it? Yes. <laughs> What's the mentality of like humiliating her in front of all of the friends rather than one-on-one? It's not humiliating her because she, her, another friend had already sent her a picture of two kids, so there was already okay. a link. Ah, uh, okay, so in, you're all in on it. Now. Yeah, we're all, all right. in on this now. So now it's out there. And she messaged him. She messaged him. <gasps> okay. Okay. They were having regular conversations, something about the gym. <laughs> and she was talking about the gym. And then she also said, so when are you going to tell me about your new daughter? Uh-oh. <gasps> yep. You forgot? New phone. Who did? <laughs> he responded with, well, what type of workouts you've been doing in the gym? <laughs> Ignore the whole question and continue talking about the gym. Is leg day or no? <laughs> he completely ignored her message. Damn. And he still hasn't addressed it? No. So is she, is she done done? Yes, she's not going out with him, but he's still messaging her, though. So lately, wow, he's still been what? trying to talk to her, but he didn't even answer her question about the mysterious child. <laughs> he's trying funny. to act like it's not, it doesn't exist. Deflecting. Committed <laughs> to the deflection. It's it, not it, real. That's not even deflecting. <laughs> it's not even real if it's not on the first four pages of, you, of a Google right. search. So he, no wonder why he denied it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, he may not be with the baby's mother, and that's fine, but you can't ignore and deny that you just had a child. <laughs> yes, you can. can. Clearly, you can. <laughs> you can. I think you would also want to be honest about the real reason you're in town. Yeah. It's because you have a newborn. I yeah. mean, he got straight up caught. So I'm just, con- I'm a little bit floored that he continues the convo without saying anything about it at all. And that is a man you don't want to be anywhere <laughs> no. near. One that has the audacity to try to erase a child he just recently had. That's just, that's that's a sad, sad dude. <laughs> the Bird Show. All right, so this email we got might be similar here, too. I don't know if it showed up on the fifth page of the Google search, but <laughs> something doesn't seem right here because she starts dating someone who knows her coworker, and she's thinking that someone may be dating the same person at the t- same time, and she's wondering if this is shady or not. So I started dating this pretty awesome guy about a month ago. It's purely coincidental. But he has friends with a coworker of mine. I didn't meet him through her. I only found out they were friends because I saw they follow each other on Instagram. So I mentioned it to her. It is as casual, I meant it as casual, like, hey, small world, I didn't know, you know, Kevin. I've gone out a few times with him. At first, it seemed like no big deal. She told me they used to be good friends, but haven't really kept in touch. I thought nothing of it. Well, then, about a week later, she posted a picture of the two of them together. They went out for drinks. The next day, she kept talking about him. I casually told him that I worked with her and that I saw they had gone out. He said that she had texted him out of the blue just to catch up. So I still thought it was no big deal. Well, fast forward a couple of weeks and she brings him up all the time. Has hung out with him two times. She even posted some throwback pictures of the two of them. I mentioned to her that she was suddenly hanging out with him a lot. She told me it was no big deal, but that hearing his name triggered a desire to connect with some old friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're all on the same page. But here's the thing. I don't really trust this girl. She's one of those office frenemies, and I'm convinced that she is only doing this because I started dating him. This is her way of stalking some type of claim on him. All this may sound crazy. I know I just started dating him. However, does it seem odd that in just a few weeks... She has hung out with an old friend three times and talks about him constantly. 
Is she competing with me? Yes. Why do women always question their own instincts? I have found out in my lifetime that your instincts as a woman are way better than a dude's. I mean, you already know what's going on. Because, what, what really is the question here? Because for centuries, men have conditioned us to question our instincts because we've always been told that we were wrong and that um, we need to abide by what somebody else is telling us and that we, we shouldn't be roughly. This is like something that's been like ingrained from like centuries of programming and we're finally starting to deprogram this where we don't want to ruffle any feathers. We don't want to like cause a, a scene. So we just, we stay quiet and we don't rock the boat, whatever. Yes, this girl 100% has ulterior motives that are not of the positive kind. <laughs> so um, I hopefully this dude can see through that, but I don't know. If he's oblivious, he's not going to be able to see through it. But she's 100% trying to stake her claim on your new dude. Oh, yeah. She's trying to assert her dominance with those selfies. She's like, look at me posting them on the Instagram. And I say this as somebody who has done this before. When I was much younger and more naive and a lot <laughs> stupider, because usually when you're the girl trying to assert your dominance, you're the one that he's not texting back. So <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to assure you that if she feels the need to overcompensate, there's probably a reason for that i would also like to know wh where is he during all this why can't you just ask him what the relationship is because i guarantee you if you bring it up he'll be like oh that girl is so annoying because every time i'm with her she's pulling out the camera and i say that as someone who was a girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't see any other way to see this i mean i feel like she's not even really trying to hide the fact well at least that she is competing with her and trying to uh, talk to him or do whatever but the fact that you wasn't posting him before or not speaking about him before and all of a sudden now uh, it's definitely shady. But she can't make it a big deal to him because then she's going to end up looking like the crazy one, correct? Like, you just got to act like you don't care. Well, if we're listening to Abby's strategy here, who says she's been this woman, so she already kind of feels like she's losing the battle anyway. So our listener, with your advice, should just completely ignore the pictures, et cetera, because she's already losing. I feel like she's losing, but I also don't think it makes you look that crazy to bring it up because it's like, oh, I work with this girl and I've seen you guys hanging out recently. Like, I don't think it's unfair, especially in the early stages of dating, to wonder who somebody else has also seen. So let's say, let's say in some crazy parallel universe that this isn't some desperate girl trying to stake her claim. Maybe he's just casually seen two people at once, and I think you would also have a right to know that. Dude, I would like the pictures. Yeah, send them to oh, us. Yeah. I I would like them. Be unbothered about yes. it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is really interesting, that you've been that woman, though, and the more that you are showing publicly, is mm -hmm. pr that's probably because you already know you're losing the battle. You guys find out how desperate I am every day. Just <laughs> filling it up. Smirch up. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Bird Show. So there used to be a running joke with Duolingo that when you were trying to learn a second language, that if you were on the app, that little owl would follow you anywhere and everywhere. You'd open up your email. He'd be like, hey, you didn't study today. You'd be in an elevator. The emergency elevator phone would ring. You would pick it up. It's the <laughs> owl going, how come you haven't studied today? <laughs> <laughs> everywhere you went. There's a new one. And it's hitting me personally. And it's from Genova, 
Diagnostics. This is the facility that sent me my in-home fecal test. (laughs) So apparently when you open it up, you activate it. Uh And when it's not activated, they hound you like, hey, don't forget about us. Don't Mm -hmm. forget about us. Don't forget. I can't. And I've been trying to ignore it because it's about the grossest thing that I can ever think of. But they will not let me ignore it. Right. So I get an email again today. And it came up in our post-show meeting yesterday also. So let me just preface this by giving you a little bit of insight in what our post-show meetings look like. <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing. This is a weird one. <laughs> this took the strangest turn ever on the show yesterday. So somehow again, this in-home fecal test came up during our meeting. So we just started talking about it. And then Kristen had the suggestion to put together a playlist for me to motivate me to actually do this thing. Because I guess they test the bacteria in your stomach. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a whole bunch of studies done to try to figure out the, the way I'm feeling the way I am right now. That was on air yesterday. Yeah. I was like, to give you motivation, I, would get, I will put together a fecal test playlist, <laughs> which I did and spent way too much time on yesterday. <laughs> so we will get to that in a couple of seconds. But I wanted to play the audio of our post-show meeting yesterday. This was all spontaneous, and we were just knocking back a couple of different ideas when we just started rolling with this, and it ended up in the strangest thing (laughs) that I have ever heard on the Burt Show or off of the Burt Show before. Okay, this is yesterday's meeting. Poop test update. I think I'll actually, yeah, I I guess I'll do that tomorrow after your playlist. Okay. Hit or miss with poop in the afternoon. But you can't do it before you have the playlist because the playlist is supposed to motivate you. Agreed. (laughs) A bit where the loser has to scoop it. Ugh, can't do that to anybody. Think I could hire, like, a nurse to come in and do that? Sure. Oh, my God, you're that scared of looking through your own poop that you would hire somebody else to do it. Why How don't you have Mikey do it? That's what, I, that's what I was about to say. How hey, much would you pay Mikey to do it? Come on in here, Mikey. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> now you get to... Hey, grab a microphone. You get to call the number, Mikey. This is your number. You get to set the bar. Put your mic on. I'm not comfortable with this, by the way. I mean, there are professionals that I could bring in that would do this. Wait, can so, someone give me a starting number and we can negotiate? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. So do, let me just tell you, you know what the task is? Uh, digging through your... Yeah, with a, <laughs> with a little itty bitty spoon and then putting it into okay. a test tube, um, and then you have to send it to the lab. Hundred fifty. Mikey, only one fifty. No, done. Mikey, you're missing a zero, honey. Done. One thousand dollars. Not too late. You need yeah. at least no, more the figs. Initi- the initial offer was one fifty. I will see you tomorrow, twelve o'clock at oh my, my house. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Are you gonna be able to squeeze one out? Uh, for, for 150 I'll hold it from the morning. Okay, that would be so embarrassing if you Tr- couldn't. <laughs> Mikey, you can say no as well. Yes, of course. You can say no without Mikey, at retribution. I need a couple dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, he lives way out. Give a uh, $1,000 travel fee. Yeah, okay, you need a travel yeah, fee. I, do need, I wouldn't do it for $1,000. Give me a Greyhound ticket. I think I could probably hire a, a nurse <laughs> to come in and do it for $250, i am guessing. 150 <laughs> makes me feel like I'm taking advantage of you. Because you are. 250 though. 250, absolutely. Okay. 250 okay. Again, and again, so just we have I'm all of this. I'm telling everybody. Of course, because <laughs> we're going to tell everybody. So we, this is all on the up and up. You agree to do this. You're oh, not wait. being forced to do this. You're okay with getting Bert's poop fecal samples for $250. And Mikey, did he mention you have to cup your hands and catch it? No, you do not. <laughs> I thought we were joking about this. I wasn't. <laughs> we're, we're not joking no, about this. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, God. Look, it's a legitimate opportunity for $250. You're down. I'm down. Okay. Your job's not on the line. You don't have to yeah. do this. Okay, it's just $250. I'm, I'm not feeling pressured. I just need a couple dollars. <laughs> 
<laughs> Done, I will hold it. Are you comfortable with this? Absolutely not. Okay, I'll let you guys can figure out the details. I'm still going to need your playlist for motivation. Of course. Okay. Absolutely. Fecal Thank- test playlist coming tomorrow. Thank you, my dude. I'll see you at my house tomorrow around, or Wednesday around noon. All right, we'll you got to give up. me a little heads up so I can go for Milletville. Sure. I can even do it in your place if you want. Oh, come over. I come to campus. Yeah, come over. <laughs> I can do it anywhere. I know, a great <laughs> toilet. <laughs> That's a four-hour round trip. It's $250. And gas. How's that? You'll pay for gas? And I'll pay for gas. Okay, well, that makes me feel better. Okay. (laughs) That's what makes you feel better about this situation? (laughs) He agreed to it. I just want to make sure he's not coming out of pocket. It's working out to be a hell of a deal. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you charge for the premium gas. Abby, never suggest something unless you're serious about it. Mm-hmm. I think you learned. I hope list. you're not getting the impression that I'm not serious about this. No, oh, no, 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 no. We know you're. I right. know you're dead serious. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so as it stands, Mikey's due over my house tomorrow at noon to me? sift through my poop and put it in the test tubes for two hundred and fifty. I miss one meeting, and this is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Abby, that was foul to bring that up. One fifty. I think we were all joking. We didn't really know that he was going to take it seriously. Oh, I was not joking. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me and my radio history, but like, I, I mean, I had the same idea and I was 100% not joking. Hey, I re- yeah. And neither was Mikey. He's down He's, for the 250 plus gas. He needs a couple dollars. He's ready to come <laughs> I cannot believe that. Get it. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Ariana Grande says her fans bullied her over one thing for 10 years. So in a Q&A session on TikTok, she was celebrating the 10-year anniversary of her album, Yours Truly. And she confessed that she had an original version for the album cover for this particular album. And fans had known about it because when she switched it up, they were not happy about it. So the one that she released is the one that we know today. It's this black and white photo. She's like looking up real sensually and the titles above her head. Well, they liked the one that she was going to release before it. It's this beautiful photo. She's sitting on a bed, pink flowers. She's in a bustier top. They preferred that one. It's sort of a loving relationship between online fandoms and their artists. Like, for example, in the Taylor Swift fandom, we love to bully her for not picking singles that should have been singles and singles that should have gotten music videos. And she actually had addressed it at one point, I think on either Seth Meyers or Jimmy Fallon. And it just gives us hope that one day they will come out and do what we want. And so the fact that Ariana Grande came out and said that they were right, I think is going to encourage them a little bit. But is that bullying or just fans expressing an opinion? Bullying in like a loving way. Okay. You know what I mean? (laughs) For her own good. Isn't that what every abuser says? I'm doing this for your own good. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of like having an inside joke, like Cruel Summer should have been a single, and then Taylor Swift made it a single, so she (laughs) listens to us. Thank you, Mother. Okay. Okay, uh, I lost my train of thought. Okay. Country star Jelly Roll, he is teaming up with jails around the country, so he's currently on tour visiting inmates um, to encourage them that there's opportunity for a good life after incarceration. So he actually served time in his 20s, and he was arrested. Uh, he served time for aggravated robbery and possession with intent to sell. So when a sheriff out of Flint, Flint, Michigan, saw that he was doing that, he's like, I got to call up Jelly Roll. We're changing the way we do cultures in the jail. We're getting educated, trade schools, much of what you already saw down there, because I know that guy. He's doing a great job with the heart program. Listen, 
I would love for you to see it fresh with your own eyes, man. Give us a chance. You got a great platform. I know you love the down and out, the marginalized, the returning citizens. We're making history up here, man. I'd love to show you. So come hang with the sheriff, man. I'll even do a ride along with you. You and me in the street. So when Jelly Roll shows up to these different jails and prisons, he he comes out and he's basically like, I've been where you, you've been. There's hope after this. And when he got this video from the sheriff in Flint, Michigan, he was like, absolutely, I'll be there. He's watched my video. He looked up some of the things we've done, and then he cut that very personal acceptance. If you're looking at a guy like Jelly Roll with face tattoos, it's literally a, a worldwide phenomenon. Maybe that's the one thing somebody's going to say, if he did it, I can do it. And that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, I, I, I know a lot of people don't have a lot of sympathy for anybody that's gone to jail. Um, but the system is really, really jacked up. Like, I didn't even realize this until a couple of years ago. I just always assumed that if you got busted for something and you got a fine, that when you went to jail, the fine went away. You didn't have to pay that. And the truth of the matter is, when you get out, you still got to pay that fine. So it's a vicious circle because nobody's going to hire you because you've been in prison. Mm-hmm. You don't have the cash to pay your fine. And then you end up back in the same system that got you in jail in the first place. So it's kind of this this vicious cycle that I don't think a lot of people understand and don't have a lot of empathy for. Yeah, and I think people have such blinders on and we only see life through our lens and what we've experienced um, as as a person. So I, I know people make fun of me for watching like the first 48, et cetera. But from watching that, like there are things that happen in a person's life to lead them to make those bad decisions and to make those mistakes that get them incarcerated. So if you've never experienced a life like that, it's hard for you to understand how people can do some of those things. But knowing some of the backgrounds and why people get to a certain place to do that, I think lends a little more empathy and wanting them to be able to turn their life around in prison and or in jail and to give them the second chances they deserve because life hasn't been fair to them in a lot of cases. I think a lot of people live in black and white land, like either it's right or it's wrong and you did wrong. So you should pay for it and you shouldn't have any empathy whatsoever. It's really interesting, too. They also have to pay parole fees when they get out as well. So you're stuck in the system where now you're out, but nobody wants to hire you because you're a convicted felon, but you own all these fees. And that's mm-hmm. why the recidivism rates are so high. But if you look at like countries like Sweden, they work on rehab- rehabilitating their prisoners and letting them be members of society again and giving them the tools. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's why Jelly Roll was so excited to go to that program specifically because that's what the sheriff had talked about, about how it's more about rehabilitation than discipline. For more stories, head to thebirtshow.com. Click eBuzz. Get it. The Burt Show. So let's talk health here for just one second. It's pretty funny. So um, Duncan, did they come in today or did we order Duncan's? We bought it today. Because we have some guests in studio that, for whatever reason, bought their way into this studio as an auction. Wow, what a ripoff that was. Whatever you uh, paid, it was too much. (laughs) Give the nonprofit a shout out, Abby. Oh, so I was hosting uh, an auction for a charity called Planned Pethood, which helps people which helps pets and people um, who have pets get low-cost neutering in Spain. And it's really awesome. We had a great time. And these lovely people decided they wanted to bid on us. I'm just curious. How much does uh, this exp- this whole experience... How much, how much we should, Oh, Lord. What are we worth? Do you really want to know? Yes. Yeah, how much? I think it's like 
Three fifty. Okay. Okay. All right. That's like hundred and fifty bucks. Way too much. It's more than you paid Mikey to scoop through your poop. <laughs> <laughs> so we ordered Dunkin' today, uh, so they could have coffee and they could have donuts, and it drives Tommy crazy when I go out there and I'll get a donut. And I'm a pretty health conscious guy. I will have one bite of the donut and throw the rest of it away. This and it's just wasteful. <laughs> <laughs> it literally drives uh, Tommy crazy. And um, Abby brought up that it's no wonder why I absolutely don't like food because I never put anything in my mouth that tastes as good as a Dunkin' Donut. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> the sugar and the carbs. <laughs> you look like you just did a line of something, but it wasn't sugar. <laughs> it, was, it was powdered sugar. So no, Abby, it was the booger sugar. <laughs> so Abby asked me, like, okay, so no wonder why you don't like food. Tell me what your diet looks like every day. And as I started writing it down, it makes total sense. No, no, no. Say it exactly how you said it during commercial break. I believe the exact question I asked you was for you to drop the meal plan queen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll just give you the morning up until the afternoon and it'll all make sense to you. The first thing I eat in the morning is salmon, kale, and arugula every single morning. Mm. Do you season it? Uh-uh. Do you put what? anything fun on what? it? Why don't salt? you season it? There's no salt or pepper on the salmon? There's no salt or pepper on the salmon. Oh, it's just on. like, yep, salmon, arugula, and kale, and I'll put a little, like, Celtic salt on there. Why I've do you never, hate life? Yeah, I've never heard anything <laughs> more white in my life. It's just, um, taste, taste doesn't mean anything to me. It's it really does. It does. <laughs> Why, because I'm putting a little salt on it, or because I like the sugar of the... Because you like yeah, the donut. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it tastes delicious, but it's terrible for you. Like sa- salmon. I can make a killer salmon that tastes so good. I don't got time for all that. So then I'll come in and that shake that I drink every morning that you're making fun of, right, is bone broth and collagen and protein mm. <laughs> made with athletic greens. Mm, oh, yummy. Gosh. If you've ever smelt it, it smells, <laughs> it smells oh like God, a... Oh, my God, Mikey's got to dig through that. <laughs> I know. Oh, how how like- pissed are you going to be if I outlive you? Really, I will haunt you forever. I'm going to do donuts on your grave in my fat person scooter. <laughs> you rascal? <laughs> his little rascal. You're going to Tokyo drift over Bird's plot in your rascal. you got to do donuts while eating donuts. Yeah. That is beautiful. And the rest of the list is just super, super boring also. But it's pretty similar to that, chicken and brown rice or whatever. And then we were starting to talk about Abby today is going in for her very first cold like bath today, oh, ice yeah. bath. Yeah, because I've been wanting to do this cold shower thing that everybody's raving about. Even my mom raves about this stuff. She's I I kind of consider my mom like the female version of Bert. She's like a <laughs> she's just a lady who loves like the, the, the cold showers and the, talks about the blue zones to you know <laughs> get out of the Alzheimer. Anyway, so I'm like I should really try this. But at my apartment, my shower literally has one temperature. It's either like hot lava or lukewarm, just whatever the, the apartment complex is feeling that day. So I went and I decided to do a sauna over the weekend at this cool little spot where for like 20 bucks, you can do a sauna for 60 minutes and you can do a cold plunge for three minutes. Well, they couldn't get me in for the cold plunge. And so I'm doing it later today. And I have had anxiety about it all morning because I know that I'm not strong enough to handle it for more than 10 seconds. And let's point 
point out that this is the person that has a heated blanket next to her. Because <laughs> I'm anemic, Kristen. I get cold. I, exactly. I know this about you. And I'm like, why are you going to purposefully cause yourself pain by doing a cold plunge? You will love it. No, you won't. You. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, done it. I hated it. <laughs> now, the first 30 seconds does suck. But once you start like, because you'll have probably somebody there telling you like, okay, breathe in, breathe out. Once you regulate it and you're in there, and once you get out, it is like doing 12 cups of coffee for six straight hours. It's awesome. Well, I felt so good after the sauna. I mean, it's the most relaxed I've been probably in a decade because I live in a constant state of fight or flight. And for the rest of the day, I had been so zened out. I'm like, maybe there's something to this health stuff. Maybe <laughs> maybe they're not lying. I thought it was a gimmick. Well, have yourself a couple of donuts before you go in there to <laughs> counterbalance the healthy part of it. Okay. okay? But you'll feel amazing. You'll you'll be I can't wait to hear your take on it tomorrow. Okay. Because I think Mo's right. You're probably going to hate it the first time. But well, if- at least the first time for sure. I yeah. mean, it, it takes some getting used to it and I never got used to it. Uh, I'll just try and last longer than 15 seconds. <laughs> the Bird Show. All right. So Cassie here. I mean, this is the most difficult decision that uh, a family can make. And Cassie is right in the middle of it right here. Yeah, um, I would love some guidance because we're facing a decision with my dog, Calliope. She is going to be 15 this year, and I've had her basically my entire relationship with my husband. And she is old, but she still seems to be with it mentally. And that's, I think, where I'm struggling Uh, because she's so old and she's a German Shepherd mix. We got her from the pound. um, Her back legs aren't working really well. She's definitely blind. She can't hear. She's incontinent, so she can't control her Mm. bowel movements. So every day, I mean, my floor is so clean because it gets Lysoled every dang morning. And that's all okay. We can live with that. But the last time we visited the vet, we found a big tumor on one of her hind legs, and it's just exploded in size. But because of her age, and she also has Cushing's, which she was supposed to like only last a couple of years from that, um, she's developed a heart murmur, and they don't know if she would make it through a surgery. Bless her. She's just going through it. Yeah, she really is, and her back legs will fail her a lot. And the vet kind of danced around the language last time we took her in for laser therapy on her legs, but they mentioned quality of life. And I know what that means. That means that if my dog doesn't have good quality of life, it's time to start having conversations about euthanasia. And I'm just, but she doesn't complain. She doesn't whimper. She doesn't whine. She seems fine. She can do small stares. And so I'm torn right now between do we pay to go through and risk the the surgery for the cancer knowing she's 15 and she has Cushing's and her hind legs are already failing her because there's no cartilage in her hip bones because German Shepherds notoriously have problems with their hips? Or do we just say, you know what, if the quality of life is going to be bad, should we go ahead and, you know, euthanize her? And it, we lost my other dog, Ajax, when I was pregnant with my son, Max, just a couple of years ago. And so I also am having a lot of guilt feelings, I think, around having the dogs for a long time. And then Hazel was born, then Ajax mm-hmm. passed away, and then Max was born. So our dog, Calliope, who we've had the longest, lost her fur brother. But then two children entered the picture, and she was no longer front and center. And it's not because we don't love her. It's just our hands are full with the kids and she's getting older so we don't take her to dog parks the same way because she wouldn't be able to handle herself. So I'm having major guilt over her feeling left out maybe, like she's not allowed to come into certain spaces because I love her, but as an older dog, she is, she stinks. She's a stinky dog no matter how many baths mm-hmm. we give her. She, it's just part of the Cushing's and 
you know, I have a thing about germs. Anyway, all that aside, I'm now faced with like feeling like if we euthanize her, that maybe I didn't do everything I could have and pay for this surgery and pay for medications after. But I don't even know what her if she'd make it through the surgery or what her length of life would be after she did. And so we're at this crossroads. And I also I haven't even thought about how to explain it to the kids, but it's just I feel guilty going through the euthanasia, but I also don't want her to be in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that we all know that I've had to do recently with Riggins. Um, it still hurts to talk about it. Like, I can make jokes about anything, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm a pretty dark dude. I can make jokes about my dad passing away. I can make jokes about just about anything. I cannot make jokes still to this day about my dog Riggins being gone, right? And he was deteriorating the same way you're talking about your dog also. And I think our biggest fear as family members and um, pet owners is you're nervous you don't want to do it too early. And you're certainly nervous that you don't want Mm -hmm. to do it too late, right? So I think I told you guys this story that it was uh, nighttime and I I was watching Riggins deteriorate from the cancer that he had also. And I prayed to God that night and I'm like, God, please give me a sign when it's the right time. Um, And I woke up the next morning and as I've told you guys before, my living room was like a crime scene and I knew that was it. As soon as I saw that, I called up and we did it that day. Um, I think there's only one question and only you know this. And it has everything to do with the quality of life for your dog. And I think if you're waiting for your dog to to whimper and sit in a corner and not get up, then in my opinion, if it's my dog, it's too that's 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 too late. That's not going to come. They right. will hang on and they will hang on and they will hang on. You've got to make a decision that is this dog really enjoying its life or is it just alive for you? Like I watched, uh, I'm going to get a little graphic here. I watched Ajax, my other dog, pass away. He passed away during a seizure. It was a very long 40-minute seizure, and we couldn't get any services out in time. And that was traumatic. But the thought of being the one. Mm -hmm. I know. To end it Mm -hmm. is so difficult to come to terms with. And it's not like I haven't been with pets that have been put down in the past, but that was my parents' decision. Mm -hmm. You know, they were family pets and I was there, but I didn't make the call. So making that call to end your best friend's life. And this is your first baby. And you are validated in all of your feelings, but I want you to know that you should not feel guilty. You have loved that sweet girl for 15 years. You have given her a wonderful, beautiful life. And it it does, things do shift and change when, when you have kids and there are different priorities and that it doesn't mean the love is less. It's just mean, it just means you have to share that love, right? So I don't want you to feel bad about, um, you know, these past couple of years you have given her a long, beautiful life with lots of love. And you even brought more love into the home to give to her with Hazel and with Max. I think your heart is going to know when the right time is. And um, I I couldn't fathom making that decision. I haven't had to make that decision um, yet, but... I, th- I think your heart is going to know. I'm really sorry because this is like we're dog people, so this is mm-hmm. difficult. <laughs> I think your heart is going to know. Um, and it's when it's time to go, as hard as it is to look at it, I feel like, like it's the mindset you're giving her a gift. Yeah, I need to I need to adjust that mindset. And I also now need to adjust the update calendar. That says zero days since Cassie's <laughs> right on air. <laughs> <laughs> That's the virtue. 
Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.